Hi, I'm Sabrina Petrofeza. And I'm Lily Rugo. And this is Earth's Mightiest Fangirls. Today we're talking about the OG, the the main man, Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire. Yeah, so if you stuck around to the end of last sentence, we tossed out casually, we should do a spider run. So we're doing it, we're doing it like right now, we decided yeah. this week we're going to do a spider run straight into No Way Home? Yes, yes. No Way Home. We're doing a spider yes. run straight into the, the next Tom Holland, the last Tom Holland. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, and, and then the episode immediately after No Way Home, we're going to be discussing who our favorite Spider-Mans are. Yeah, yeah, spider ranking. Let's get into it. All right, I'll so, read the stats first. Do you even need to? It's Sam Raimi's directing, released in 2002, Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire. There we go. I mean, yeah, I I didn't know, didn't have the director memorized, but yeah, it's, and then there's Kirsten Dunst, uh, William Dafoe, and James Franco. Yes. And that's it. That's the cast. That's rounding out our cast. Yes, yes, Sorry yes. Sorry to Aunt May. Ah, uh, true. Um, meh, doesn't really matter. I think the only thing I've ever seen her in is this. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I truly love this movie. <laughs> So I haven't seen it in years. I saw it when I was a kid, um, probably not when it came out, but like, you know, still kid-ish. Um, and I was like, cool, superhero movies. And then the MCU started, that was a huge chunk of my life. And so this always had a very special place in my mind of like, yeah, I remember the nostalgia of this movie. I remember liking and like what this movie meant. It was just good fun, but I hadn't seen it in so long. I couldn't really tell you any like specifics about why it was great so it was really nice to rewatch it tonight like 10 minutes ago yeah (laughs) truly um i i think i've i i think in the past i've definitely said that like x-men was probably my first kind of intro to like being obsessed with marvel Mm -hmm. in that like when i first saw x-men i like watched the entire trilogy in a single night because I was right. too, like I had to finish it all in one go. Right. Um, but I think like really the first Marvel property that I ever watched was this. Yeah, yeah. And I I was actually like really into these movies. Um but I I think that I had only ever seen them like on TV or on DVD like when my brother had gotten them. Like I'd never saw them in theaters. Yeah, I don't remember seeing any of these in theaters. I definitely remember seeing them on DVD at my house. Yeah. Uh, But I do remember, like, absolutely loving these movies. I always, (laughs) like, think that they were so... I I loved this this first Spider-Man in particular. Like, it just had, like, such a strong hold in my memory Mm -hmm. of being, like, a movie that I loved. Right. Um, And I just... I don't think that I had really seen it in a while up until like a few years ago or maybe in like high school i think i watched it in high school with like friends mm-hmm. and then i watched it again a few years ago um because i was like i'm gonna watch this and then immediately i had the thought of like what if i just wrote down every single thought i have while watching this movie and then i posted <laughs> it to vocal which i did and i have that up obvious like I yeah we'll link Lily it before too. we recorded that i was pulling that up but um and every time I watch it, there's never a moment where I'm just like, ugh, like, I still, <laughs> it still just works every single second, every single mm-hmm. minute, like, the tension is still there, the characters are still there, like, mm-hmm. at, there's, 
so much about this movie to love that it's like hard to find something to dislike. Yeah, I think even the things that work against it actually work for it. Like it's still pretty campy, you know. Yeah. And like you can't really hold the the graphics accountable because like or like the CGI and stuff because like it was pretty solid for two thousand two. Like honestly, was, these were fine. yeah, these were really watched- good. Yeah, you watch this movie and you're like, okay, like, I can definitely tell it's CGI, but at the same time, like, it's not bad. Yeah, I'm not mad at any point in this movie. Um, And it's like, it aged fine. The acting is I mean, there are a couple of things that did not age super great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, like, the acting is a little all over the, like, not all over the place, over the top, but it also, Mm -hmm. it still worked. So, yeah, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at this movie. Well, I think when you're playing a character like the Green Goblin, the only rational choice is to cast Willem Dafoe. Uh, I love a comic book villain who throws everything into it. Yeah. That's what, you can't be anything less for a comic book villain. You have to really, really mean it. And it's so good. Yeah. He set the bar. So, clearly we've just kind of dove right into this one, but... You know, this 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 is the origin story. This is mm-hmm. Peter Parker becoming Spider-Man. And we get every single hit that, like, makes Peter Parker a recognizable character in this one. Mm-hmm. We, we have the introduction to Aunt May and Uncle Ben. We have um, Mary Jane Watson. We have Harry Osborn. We have the Green Goblin. There's a lot of just, like, immediate markers of Spider-Man mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, and... You know, starting off strong, we get the cage match. We get <laughs> someone, you know, robbing the guy that, uh, a word that is not a slur. I'm trying to think. Rips? Yeah. Uh, scams. Yeah, he basically, like, rips off, the guy The guy at the cage match rips off Peter, but then immediately gets uh, robbed, and then mm-hmm. Peter helps the robber, mm-hmm. and then the robber stabs uncle ben it's uncle ben or shoots uncle ben in this scenario yeah um and uncle ben dies Mm -hmm. and this is this is typically the catalyst of every spider-man movie um Mm -hmm. we always this is the thing that i think tom holland spider-man was like they they were like you know what we got it we're not doing it yeah everyone knows spider-man we're not doing it but if it weren't for this Spider-Man, nobody would know to know about that, you know? Yeah. Outside you, of comic book nerds. Yeah, when you were saying that this included all of the hits, that it also it's the the blueprint introduction because like yeah. I obviously when I was a kid I didn't read comic books and I still don't, but like I didn't know that these were the markers of Spider-Man without this movie. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I think that's it's legendary in its own right for the way it made a character mainstream. Yes. And the, especially the quote uh, with great power comes great responsibility the way that that mm-hmm. is just parlance for for people is yeah i think this movie did a really good job of like something that seems so basic it started here and i think i think it would be so easy to go back and watch this movie and go uh like the great power great res- responsibility <laughs> line uncle ben is dying and then the right. green goblin like i think it's like so easy to go back and watch this movie and annoyed or just feel tired because Mm. it's 
overdone. Like, right. it, it would be easy to watch that movie and feel that way if it weren't done so well and so naturally. Yeah, for sure. Like, I this, I think this movie is an example of a fan getting control over the story mm-hmm. and doing it well. Yeah. And I will say, and we'll, we'll probably talk about it later in, like, the greater context of the Spider-Mans. Rewatching this one after having the Tom Hollands more fresh in my mind, it put a lot of the Spider-Man story into context. Even Spider-Verse, it put a lot of the Spider-Man lore into a better context that I understood it and could better compare it to Tom Holland. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to see the Garfields. We'll see how how it is with all Honestly, all the puzzle pieces. I'm I'm loving that we're doing this kind of ramp up into uh, No Way Home because mm-hmm. it just is. If we truly get a multiverse, <laughs> and we do end up seeing it, like any of these characters other than Doc Ock mm-hmm. in Far From Home, not Far From Home, No Way Home. Ugh, I hate I hate the home motif. I just keep mixing them up. Um, <laughs> it's kind of nice that we're reacclimating. Yeah, it definitely helps. And then and then we'll be in it and like it, it's just it's just nice to kind of reacclimate as much as I like I do know these movies pretty well. Mm-hmm. It's nice to kind of build up to it again and then like yeah. well you know it'll be easier to notice even if it's something small that happens in Far right. From Home or yeah. <gasps> No Way Home. No Way Home. I keep saying Far From Home. <laughs> it's No Way Home. It's because Far From Home is the last one we saw. It's the I one know. that last one that existed. I know, but like Homecoming. Far from home, no way home. It's all the same thing. <laughs> so much home. Um, uh-huh. But uh, back to this, this Spider-Man, iconic. I so iconic. So many scenes. Okay, so do you want to know a crazy story from my teen years? Kind yes. of. Yes. So not many people know. I was in roughly to put it in uh, a hyperbolic terms. I was in a cult. I was in an evangelical teenage cult. In middle what? and early high school. Yeah. So in the Midwest, there's this thing called, when you're in middle school, it's called Wild Life, W-Y-L-D, Wild Life. And then in high school, it's called Young Life, L-Y-F-E. And basically- Wait, I'm sorry. I, Lily, I want you to keep explaining, but at the same time, I'm just really like trying to wrap my head around you being in a cult. I was in a cult. Okay. So people <laughs> who were in it are probably like, no, I'm not in a cult. It, it, it was not a healthy space for a teenager to be. I will just put it that way. Um, but yeah, it's evangelical. And basically the first, it was meet like once a week, all my friends went. So I was like, I want to hang out with them. So I went, they were also raised Christian. So then they were already like mostly there. Anyway, so the first half of the thing was, like, fun, hangout, like, we played games together. That part was chill. And the second half, it got, like, super preachy, like, Jesus time. And th- this ties back to Spider-Man, because one night, the, the, the transition shift from fun time to Jesus time was the scene from this movie when Peter is talking no. to the ring dealer, no. trying to get his money... <laughs> And so it's, we started there, and um, then the, I don't even remember what happened, but the whole lesson, and then it, it ended with Uncle Ben dying. So we saw the whole thing of, like, I missed the part, I missed the part where that was my problem, and then he said it back to the criminal, and then his uncle died. Anyways, that scene is in my memory, because I don't even remember the message that 
Jesus people were trying to tell us. I you feel know, like something it has about to be karma. something about karma. Yeah, karma. Karma, which isn't a Jesus principle. Of do, do unto others as you do, as you would do unto yourself or something like that. Sure. I will go with that. But yeah, that was... Anyway, so this scene lives in my memory because I will always remember it from my cult days of like being 14 and watching that scene and then we thought we were like in for a good like i don't know they made they made spider-man about jesus and i will always remember that (laughs) so i actually thought that you were gonna say that they showed you the scene where aunt may is praying oh no and then green goblin shows up and is like finish it (laughs) deliver us from like that's what that would have been the more obvious one maybe they should have ended it to just like really drive the point home because she lived therefore prayer works i don't know but anyways they tried to make a big message about like yeah karma golden rule jesus would never rat somebody out or whatever do the right thing um they just really want to drive home with great power comes great responsibility and i was like fine but anyways i was in a call power do middle schoolers (laughs) I don't know. I mean, you can tell how much, how well this oh lesson stuck if all they remember is the Spider-Man and not the lesson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, God. <laughs> uh, that's, that's just incredible because the only, the only movie that has ever been stuck in my head from like CCD, which is not a cult, <laughs> just yeah, church CCD's okay. on Sundays. <laughs> Is that they showed us Passion of the Christ, but only the bad parts in which Jesus was being crucified. Oh my god. So, no, no context, just crucifixion. So <laughs> I just got scarred by that. Yeah, that's awful. I know. I got Spider-Man in my cult. <laughs> I know, why couldn't they have just shown us the whole, at least if they'd shown us the whole movie, like it would have, like, I feel like that would have been less scarring. Yeah. But this has been a tangent. We're going to move back. We're going to go back to the movie. I just had to share that fun fact. That's an insane fact. <laughs> it's insane. William, I've known you for so many years. I don't generally share that I was in a teenage cult. I it's just... A, kind of a tough one to slip in a conversation. I don't... I just, we have to move on. Or I'm going to be stuck on this. We have to move on. We're supposed to be talking about Spider-Man. This, the, anyways, this movie is timeless and applicable to many to many scenarios. I don't even know where to move on from now. <laughs> okay, um... Uh... <laughs> if you had told this story at the end, I'd just be, I'd just be like... We would just end it there. You're right, this is uh, too soon. It's 15 minutes in. Okay, uh, okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna... Try and reel this back. Abrupt change in to- converse- topic. Okay. Hard pivot. Um, hard pivot. Hard pivot. I think if I would were to complain about one thing about this movie, of what I didn't like, yeah, I didn't like that it's like 10 minutes in high school and then immediately no more high school. <laughs> I thought it worked because one of the more in- infamous things, like one of the more like haha points is how old all of the actors are. Yes. So I'm okay with them immediately transitioning out of high school for believability's sake yeah but i do like the i do think the aspect of teenage peter parker was missing yes that that, like we're not there yet so i guess i can't really compare it to andrew garfield's and this one came first anyway so at the time there was nothing to compare it to right um 
But I just think that it would have been interesting to have seen him be the teenaged super... He, I mean, technically, he's, like, he's supposed to be 18 in this movie for the entire time. Right. But um, it would have been interesting to see like high school Peter Parker dealing with like eight hours of classes and then doing <laughs> the, the hero thing Vigilanting at night. At night. Yeah, mm-hmm. and rather than just like kind of immediately being thrust into college but we never see him going to class yeah Um, he did homework on aunt may's hospital bed and i was like what like (laughs) he he's in class i like you don't necessarily need to be seeing the classes to be like yes there's classes but i just missed that transition of him going to college like oh okay so summer just didn't happen and now they're in school Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so that's just like one thing that i think i i i missed that i wish that there is more of there would be more of but mm-hmm. it's just kind of like superpowers and then graduation and then amorphous college life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um there's that uh i also loved not loved but i just thought it was so funny that like when peter gets his powers he misses like one chore one chore <laughs> And Uncle Ben is like, what's wrong with you? Something, we haven't seen you. I couldn't tell what the time, what the timeline of the whole movie was there? in general, but also specifically that. Because at that point when Uncle Ben like wants to sit down and talk, I was like, has it been days? Or has it been a day? I know. There, there needed to be more, like a more clear progression of time at that point. Mm-hmm. Because I was just like, it's been like two days. Yeah. <laughs> um... And previous to that, he didn't seem like he was some, like, distant teen yeah. for them to have been able to say something like, well, we just don't know who you are anymore, hormonal teenagers, blah, 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 blah. Right. So I was just kind of like, okay, that's abrupt. <laughs> and I don't think it's something that you think about on, like, a first watch. Right. Necessarily. But yeah. because this is probably both of our, like, I, I, we can't even count watch. Right. Um... It's something that pops out, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I also just love the convenience of, of uh, MJ literally being the girl next door. Um, <laughs> and how the both of them are like, you know, we I just want to move into the city. And I get that, like, I get that, like, New York City culture is, like, if you don't live in Midtown, like, you're very, like, you know, loyal to your borough. Right. And they live in Queens, so it's like, no, we live in Queens. Right. Uh, we don't live in the city. We live in Queens. <laughs> but I just kind of think it's a little funny that it's like, I mean, that you still have access to the subway. You can still just... Yeah, you're fine. Like, you're still in New York City. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of people in Queens I know... who have a whole life in Manhattan. I know why MJ would want to leave that house, but it makes mm-hmm. no sense for Peter to want to leave that house. <laughs> like, it makes yeah, no honestly. sense to me that he would want want to move in with Harry Osborne of all people. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's my transition to Harry. I hate him. I hate him so much. Okay. Um, so James Franco aside, not a great dude. I totally forgot. So if you said you've seen this movie countless times, I think this is, might be watch number three for me and very, wow. very far apart. Yeah. Cause I feel like I know all of the hits, but I've forgotten a lot of the smaller details. And by smaller details, I mean his best friend, Harry. Yes. So watching it tonight, I was like, oh, because I remember his character's arc. Like I, and my roommate, Sammy, um, huge Spider-Man fan. She is, I, um, I tried to talk her into being a guest tonight, but she said not tonight, but 
she was reminding me of like why i recognize him and he's going to become a villain later and she was like yeah also i wasn't picking up on subtle clues here he literally lays it out that like yeah i'm going to make spider-man pay um yeah but i forgot that part of comic book lore is that they were also i don't know childhood friends best like high school friends right yeah at the very least yeah um, um, and I mean, I actually don't know how entrenched that is in the comics of how like close they are as friends in the comics. Mm. I just kind of always assumed that was true because of this movie. Right. But it, it could also be that like they weren't friends mm. and Sam Raimi just thought it'd be interesting to have that to relationship be part of this. But I actually... I. It probably is part of the comics because because I think they tried to do it in Andrew Garfield's as well. Right. And honestly, I do like that dynamic. I think that is an interesting aspect to both of their characters of like, they hate, or the Harry has issues with like his Spider-Man, but he doesn't know that's his best friend. Yeah, poor kid, rich kid. The like looking out for each other he has daddy issues so he takes his man his friend's girl kind of a situation like there was a lot happening um and yeah i don't think i like harry but i do like the dynamic that that introduces between them two no i think that i think i wish that this movie set up a stronger bond between peter and harry Mm -hmm. that made me care about harry a little bit more yeah because you know i have seen this a lot in my life um but i wouldn't say that i particularly remembered it for a lot of my life until maybe if you like maybe uh, oh god 10 years ago <laughs> when i like saw it again in high school Right. With, like, friends, and then, like, again, a few years ago. Um, wow, high school was ten years ago. Gross. That's, not ew. A, not a fan of that information. But that's, like, the beginning of high school was ten years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, like, at least not senior year. Not yet. Not yet. We're a few years out from that, but, yeah. um... I... I probably didn't realize how crappy of a friend Harry was, like, off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. Off the bat, because... He's not a good friend. I think, like, I remembered that he dates MJ, right? But I thought that it happened, like, later in the movie, and because the way that they kind of jump around, it feels like they went from being in high school to being full-grown adults. Yeah, yeah, So Especially when you're, like, a kid and you watch this movie. Yeah, yeah. So from the full-grown adult part, it feels like, oh, well, forever has passed, and Peter still hasn't, like, hit on MJ. Right. Um, But now as an adult, um, if my so-called best friend, (laughs) like, if me, like, okay, if it were, like, you and me, and there there was, like, there was, like, a really hot girl that I've been obsessed with for years, and I was just chatting with you, and I I said some fun fact, and then you turned around Mm -hmm. and went up to that girl and told him... And told her the same fun fact that I just said, <laughs> even though ten seconds before you were like, "Why would? Why do you think that I would want to know that fun fact, Sabrina?" <laughs> I would. I would. I, friendship over. That friendship. was so cold, and he didn't even wait. No. He didn't even wait till like Peter was out of earshot. He was just from the jump terrible Mm-mm. friend. Fr- 
friendship over. Cold. Unforgivable. Yeah. I would not, I would not be a part of that. Absolutely not. And yeah. then, and then to start dating her in yeah. secret, in yeah. secret, like that's, that's the nail on the coffin, I think. In secret, while you're roommates, like they did the whole- They lived together. They lived together. They did the whole, I'm going to live with my best friend after college, after high school situation. And then your best friend and roommate dates your lifelong crush. I- I, Harry sucks. Harry sucks. <laughs> Harry sucks. And yeah. I would gather to say that in one shape or another, Peter and MJ have been like friends or at least friendly longer mm-hmm. than Peter and Harry have been friends, at least in this canon. Because it, it sounds yeah. like this is one of Harry's like last schools and he wouldn't have been with Peter otherwise because like Peter was in pr- right. public school the entire time and. Harry was not. Um, right. So when we go into like later into this movie and Aunt May is in the hospital and like Peter and MJ are having a moment and MJ and like Peter are kind of like holding hands. Mm-hmm. And when Harry like walks in with the flowers and is like, oh my God. Yeah. And like sees, the- it's like, bro, <laughs> like that doesn't even have to be like sexual or not even yeah. sexual, but like romantic. Yeah. That's because his dearly close. That's like his, his closest thing to his mother is in the hospital, like a comforting hand. You know, you never know. That, yeah, that is basically his mother in the yeah. hospital, and like she's she is comforting him exactly. Like that that is that is what's happening here. Like they did not need to jump apart or anything like that. But mm-hmm. unfortunately for MJ, outside of Peter Parker, she has really horrible taste in men. <laughs> like, yeah. first Flash Thompson. Which, yeah. I, d- I don't even think that she really liked him. I don't think so either. I think she I, just went with it. I just, like, really don't understand. I think she's just kind of bullied into it. This was such a big trope, I feel like, in the early 2000s of, like, the girl next door character was with some, like, really horrible person. Yeah, it's the the classic nice guy. We had to had to have it. Yeah. Like, I understand the existence of the trope, but, like, at, I guess at a certain point for me, it's, like, why... Do I have sympathy for this girl mm-hmm. who's dating such a menace and like I is also, aware I that he's a menace? We would have had a bit more other aspects of MJ, which again, like, I don't know. This movie wasn't, she was a plot device in a lot of ways. Yeah. She's like very damsel in distress yeah. Um, And I hopefully when the next two movies will get a bit more of her personality, but yeah, <laughs> The thing that we know about MJ is that she um, has an abusive father, mm-hmm. ends up in kind of abusive relationships, mm-hmm. and uh, she wants to be an actress. Yeah. That's what we know about her. Yeah. That is the entirety of her character. Yeah. And she seems to fall in love with Spider-Man after only having two interactions with him because <laughs> he saved her life. Yeah. So. And he said some that. quippy things before flipping away. <laughs> exactly. I do enjoy how, like, quippy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could be more quippy. Mm-hmm. But it, it is it is fun. Like, it, I, yeah. it is... I like that there is a marked difference between Peter outside of the costume and Peter in the costume. Yeah, I I really like Tobey Maguire for that difference of, like, you can... He's feeling himself when he's Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and he has, a, he has a lot more fun, versus yeah. how painfully awkward he is as peter yeah it's like 
cringeworthy how awkward he is as Peter, which I'm, I, it's both yeah. the point and not. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's just a lot. It's just, it's <laughs> just a lot. Yeah. And I don't know how else to say that, except it's just a lot. <laughs> Last thing I'll say about Harry before we move on is I was really interesting how they kept putting him in green. Oh, I didn't really notice that. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, again, I knew the Green Goblin was this one. And I knew, like, honest, obviously, as soon as William Defoe walked on screen, I was like, oh, that's that's our villain. But then I, mm-hmm. but I couldn't remember what Harry's arc is, and they kept putting him in green. And I was like, Sammy, what's up with that? And she explained it. Well, without spoilers, even though I do kind of know what happens. But, like, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was just an interesting choice. Oh, not to just backtrack, but I am kind of scrolling through my my yeah. list. Um, the fact that not once but twice Peter missed the bus because the bus, the bus driver wouldn't stop. Yeah, the bus driver. Everyone hates Peter. You can't tell me. You can't tell me that the bus driver didn't see him. Mm-hmm. Like, why... Didn't he stop? <laughs> yeah, in the first one, MJ has to stop the bus because you see the bus driver, like, laughing at him, all this stuff. And the second time, the bus driver just hates Peter Parker. He's just bullied incessantly. Yeah, it's by terrible. everyone around him. It's it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, but we can move on to my favorite character in the world. Oh, <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> Listen. No, go on. I didn't I know you love loved him, him like so this. so much. I love him so much. I don't know why. I just really, truly do. Like, the Daily Bugle is the New York Post. <laughs> the New York Post is trash. Right. Like, it's a trash. <laughs> I really hope that they never, ever, ever listen to this if I ever end up employed by them. But it's a trash publication. <laughs> That doesn't try very mm-hmm, hard. Mm-hmm. And just, like, churns out crap. Yeah, right. And that's basically what the Daily Bugle mm-hmm. is. And I did like that they were on the flat iron. At one point, when the goblin uh, attacks the office, they pan out, and the bugle's in the flat iron. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Elizabeth Banks is his second. Yeah, I saw that. I had to Google that later. Insane. Nuts. Insane. And and oh my god, what what is her name? The lady who checked Peter in at the at at the at the okay, cage I just match. Saw it. Octavia. Yes. Octavia Spencer. Yes, Octavia Spencer. Because that that was a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> also, quick deviation. One of the things that I said earlier, because I'm gonna forget about this later and I wanna say it right now. So one of the things I said earlier was like, yeah, I mean there are certain things that didn't really age too well. And one of the things was that when they he was in the cage fight um, and Peter said to the oh. other fighter, oh, what, did your husband make that for you? And I was like, mm, maybe he did, Peter. Let's not yeah, be homophobic Yeah, I was like, oh. Mm, homophobia like, is the butt of the joke. for you. Or is the joke. I, so. like, you, like, that's why it gets a little dated, mm-hmm. where I'm like, ugh, that, like, awful homophobic humor of 2002. Right. But... I'll give it a pass. Yeah. I'll give it a pass. If you can watch the movie okay. without that line, you're okay. It could get yeah. cut. It could easily yeah. get cut. It doesn't need to be there. But it's like trying to be the beginning of a quippy Spider-Man, and it just didn't didn't no. land because it's a bad joke. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, back to J. Jonah Jameson. Um, I 
think that even though he's trash, mm-hmm. he has got just great lines. <laughs> he's got a level of journalistic integrity that is just like fantastic. Like I love I love when Peter is trying to defend Spider-Man and he's like, You can't say that. That's slander. <laughs> and Jay Jonah Jameson no, is like, that's not slander. I said that. That's not slander. It's libel. It's libel because it's written down. <laughs> Like, I love that so much. I just think it's, like, I love the, like, like the little pedantic mm-hmm. things that he gets into. He's just so good. And, and, um, I love, I love, 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 love when Goblin comes in and is like, who is the guy who's been taking, bringing pictures of Spider-Man? Um, immediate, even though, even though Peter is mm-hmm. right there, immediately he goes, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We just get them in the yeah. mail. Yeah. Like the integrity on this man <laughs> is impeccable. I love it. Like, like yes, he hates yeah. Spider Man, but he will not. He will not waver in his morals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I respect that. <laughs> I love the absolute also, chaotic energy he brings because, like, I don't yes. know. That's what people think journalism's like. Like, I still kind of think that's what journalism's like. And just, like, cigar chomping, talking a mile a minute. Page eight, page six, do this, 10% there. It was awesome. It was, it just really hits you like a whirlwind. And when you mentioned J. Jonah Jameson in Far From Home, I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's cool. But, like, seeing him in his element, again, in his context, I was like, oh, this Mm -hmm. is amazing. This is absolutely a through line in all Spider-Men. And, like, J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson as well perfect. is just exact perfect. <laughs> perfect. And I think, like, rewatching these movies, I, we're not there yet to do the comparisons <laughs> to Tom Holland, but at the same time, we just can't, I can't mm-hmm. help it. There are certain markers in these movies mm. that are just sorely missing from Tom Holland and his uh, Peter Parker. Yeah. And I think that, like, you know, an element of, like, the Daily Bugle is missing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, because they went so STEM-heavy with Peter, with Holland. Yeah, which is fine. It makes sense. It keeps him in high school. Peter is supposed to be, like, insanely smart, so we are supposed to see that part Mm -hmm. of him. Which we don't see nearly as much, I think, in Tobey Maguire's. So I I do like that there is that, at least, going for Tom Holland. Um. But there are these markers that are missing, and one of them is, like, the Daily mm-hmm. Bugle and J. Jonah Jameson. And, like, J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson, again, yeah. amazing. I just, I, I think I just said that before. I just don't remember because I'm just, like, in it's this okay. mode of, like, I just, I love him. <laughs> he's fun. He's a, he's a really I, fun addition to the world building of this. He is. There's also, I just saw a TikTok, or, um, like, a few weeks ago, someone saying, like, that they resent the fact that J. Jonah Jameson isn't anti-heroes. He's just Mm anti-vigilante. And, like, he loves Captain America. He loves uh, the Avengers. He loves the X-Men because those are, like, teams. Uh, Those are, like, real people. Like, you know who they are. Like, teams. That is his beef with Spider-Man. It's with Spider-Man. The mask. His beef with Spider-Man is he has no idea who Mm Spider-Man is. And, like, who is he? Who is he accountable right. to? Nobody. Right. Like I th- like I think that's what his main beef is, and I I respect mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. integrity. <laughs> Again, integrity. I respect the integrity of this man. 
so much. I didn't. I, I love mean, him. it makes sense. He's the like the journalist of the Marvel New York, but I didn't realize he was in other. His name came up in other properties. Oh, he com- he comes up like I think because like he's the yeah. journalist. So he just shows. That's up a great. Lot. I love that, and I wish that was more more true in the movies. I it would be such an easy through line. It would, and I guess they started teasing because, like, I think it would have been like too big a thing pre so like pre Sony battle, and now they teased it with Far From Home. So hopefully, we'll see him more. Yeah, but they could have started it like way. They could have. Way earlier, even just by like you know, obviously not including the character himself, but maybe just like throw his name somewhere right. or like we didn't have to see him to get teased with right him. or just including the daily bugle in something Honestly. like I, I don't know if that was part of the sony deal that they couldn't use the daily bugle because that is part of a spider-man mm-hmm. or something but like i who don't knows? know who <laughs> knows who knows either way mm-hmm. moving on willem dafoe yeah, yes continue <laughs> willem dafoe is the perfect Green Goblin. So over the top. Again, I want a villain who commits to the camp. He, I have never seen Willem Dafoe in anything where he doesn't put like (laughs) 3,000% into the thing that he's doing. And sometimes that is just too much Mm -hmm. for the thing that he is doing. Yeah. But I would not say that about this. Like, this is perfect. It hit. It made sense. I, like, I truly, I I know that I don't have much to compare him to mm-hmm. of other Green Goblins and other, um, what is his name? That's the, the first name? Norman. Yeah. Ha. Norman Osborn. <laughs> um, I don't have, like, more Norman Osborns to compare him mm-hmm. to, but any, it would, it's kind of. It's kind of like Joker level good. Oh, of yeah. Heath Ledger Joker level mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to see anybody else be him because I think that that's the perfection there. Right. So, if we get Green Goblin in Tom Holland's... Right. Like, Norman Osborn Green Goblin. It has to be. It has to be Willem Dafoe. If you're bringing back Doc Ock. hmm If you're bringing back Jamie Foxx. Right. You have to bring back Willem Dafoe. <laughs> you cannot tell me that that man wouldn't do it. Oh, he would absolutely do it. He would a hundred percent would yeah. do it. There is just like a, this unhinged aspect mm-hmm. to Norman Osborn that he brings out because I think Willem Dafoe himself must be unhinged. <laughs> yeah, the mirror reveal scene when Norman is, has his first conversation with Goblin, I was like, oh my god! Yeah, acting. Yeah. This is so good. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was so much. It, it was it, amazing to watch. It was fun to watch. She did it so well. He's also just like a horrible person. <laughs> like the character itself, oh. Norman is like the worst. Like the way that Harry defends his father sometimes is just like, why are you? You hate him. I know your father doesn't treat you well. Why? What? <laughs> like nothing will really. I... Okay, but that moment at graduation mm-hmm. where he's like, "You made it." It's not the first time I've been proven wrong, though. Like, that's your child. I know. And then later, when Norman, like, goes a little, like, woo-woo, mm-hmm. um, and basically says that MJ is gonna just, like... Leave him. 
not oh not take his money him, and use him and take his money and well harry did try to defend her he did yeah he was like you don't know her right. like and then like and then he just scary got father yelled at him again yeah. and then harry goes in and then like mj got mad at him and like listen mj is allowed to feel what she feels <laughs> Harry is not a good person. Right. I don't think that she needs to be with him. Right. I think she needs to dump him immediately, like, right. forever ago. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, I was a little bit like, mm. <laughs> I don't know, like, Norman is scary. <laughs> My, stay out of that one. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think it's okay. <laughs> like, it's it sucks, but he's scary, and, like, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I don't think I really, I didn't. I didn't watch it very clearly. I didn't... I missed the Stan Lee cameo. Oh, I... Uh, my roommate pointed out. It was during the World Festival Day. Yeah, Go- I'm Goblin's seeing my... First, first debut. I'm seeing my little list of him, like... And it says, hey, Stan Lee, he just saved a little girl in the crowd. Yeah. And then it says, R.I.P. Stan. Because oh. um, I watched this after he died. Right. Um, and, like, did this list after he died. But uh, speaking of that whole scene... Mm-hmm. I wish that the MCU used practical practical effects like that again. Hmm? Like, the way that those fight scenes work. Right. Like, it, it's just like, su- like, like, it's, su- it's like a super, it's like, pra- they're practical. They're practical. There's no, like, CGI involved. I mean, there's a little bit of CGI involved, but, like, MJ... Like the 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 like thing. Yeah, the balcony breaking. The balcony breaking, like that. Those are like real sets. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you were talking about the the like the fight in the air, and I was like, Sab, they were oh. so CGI. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, 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 no I see no, what you mean, no, no, like no. the the breaking sets and stuff like no, that. No, yeah. like there there are like certain aspects. <laughs> like I would say, like eighty percent of what they try to do in this movie in general are like really practical effects. Right. And they would just, like, supplement with the CGI, which is something that, like, mm. a lot of early 2000s movies did. Mm-hmm. It was, the majority of it was, like, really practical effects, really practical costumes. Right. Um, and then later, they would add, like, a little bit of CGI just mm-hmm. to bring it a little bit more to life, you know? Right, right. Um, even, like, when the kid, when, like, when Spider-Man goes to save the kid and he's like, <laughs> come on, kid, move. And it's, it's just, like, again. Kid kids in movies suck because they always just stand there and the only good kid the only good kid is in the first avenger when he's like don't worry i can swim oh yeah that kid (laughs) yeah and (laughs) so i i swear to god i didn't read this but as i was saying that i looked at my list and i read that exact line (laughs) that i said the only good kid in a superhero movie is the kid of a first avenger (laughs) You have two brain cells, Sabrina. You just recycle them. It's it's one brain cell. <laughs> it's the same thought over and over again. Um, but even in that scene where, like, the balcony's kind of, like, falling, mm-hmm. like, that was a real thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it was very practical effects. Yeah. I, just, I just enjoy the practical effects that are happening here. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. other thing that didn't age very well in that scene is MJ's outfit. Yeah, not the best, but I mean, there was a lot of, a whole lot of cultural yikes happening, so I was like, I, 
paint with a broad brush. Well, like, you did it yes. all, so I guess I'm not mad about one. <laughs> yeah. Because it was all well-meaning in that very, like, post-race way. And I was like, sure, I, I'm not focusing on this. <laughs> no. I mean, it's she not had... something to focus on, but it's just, like, interesting to be like, yeah, that wouldn't happen again. Yeah, that wouldn't do that. Like, she had chopsticks in her hair and everything, and I was like, oh, yeah. 2002. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, they tried so hard, mm-hmm. and they just, like, it was like they tried too hard, mm-hmm. and it went in the opposite direction. <laughs> um, although, what what I will say about, like, the practical effects is the scene where... When Spider-Man has MJ and is, like, flying through the city, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I will never be able to unsee this, where MJ's, MJ's hair is blowing in one direction in the entire scene, even though that they're going in, like, different... Like, they're swinging <laughs> in the opposite... So they're swinging to the, like, to the right or whatever. Right. And so her hair should be blowing like yeah in that and then once once they swing to the left her hair is still going in the same direction (laughs) and i just i can't unsee it is all i can say i can't unsee it yeah that's fair it was pointed out to me in like a tumblr post like 12 years ago Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and just losing your brain rent free yes oh no that is all yeah um so, but, like, okay, the one scene, okay, actually, no, there's two scenes. Mm-hmm. There are two really iconic scenes in this movie. One is the uh, mask pull down, the upside, upside down, down kiss. kiss. Iconic. Like, it's an cheesy I- as shit, doesn't make sense. Tobey Maguire was probably dying from hanging upside down for that long. Yeah. I don't care. that They pulled, movie magic, they pulled through. It's such a, it's a, it's, it's iconic. It's so good. It's very good. And I don't know, I, I just, I, there's nothing else to say about that, <laughs> um, other than, has to be pointed out, it's, it feels very awkward, <laughs> but it is, it, but it is iconic. Yeah. Um, and then the next scene, I think it's the scene that's always, like, lived in my brain rent-free, mm. and it's when Peter is hanging, it's, it's the Thanksgiving scene, and Peter's, like, on the ceiling, oh. and the blood is dripping off of his the single gallon drop yes and then it's about to hit norman mm-hmm. and he he moves away and then he hears the plop of it <laughs> which i think a long time ago i was like how could he have even heard that right but then i but like he injected himself with super soldier serum that's how he heard it obviously oh that makes sense yes um and when he saw it, that blood looks like ketchup. It's so big and red and paint-like. It's also so much Thick. blood. It looked like, like Peter, ketchup. Peter was bleeding a bit, but like that was a lot of blood. <laughs> but I just remember that scene being like so anxiety-provoking. Mm-hmm. Like just being like this, the tension of that scene mm-hmm. is so real. Yeah, yeah. And so good. And then having that moment at the dinner table where Aunt May is like, oh my god, Peter, you're bleeding. Mm -hmm. And Peter's like, yeah, I got cut by a messenger. And like not realizing that Norman is the person who gave him that that cut. Yeah. And then Norman is sitting there being like... Holding the knife. What? Holding a knife. holding a giant knife for the turkey. (sighs) Like, this is Spider-Man. 
yeah. like, realizing it in that moment, oh my god, you are Spider-Man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is what leads to Aunt May being kidnapped, right. and then ultimately um, MJ getting, MJ getting kidnapped hostage. as well. Um, oh my god, we don't have a lot of time left. I don't realize, I don't think I realized how much I was talking about this movie. No, you're good. I think we got sidetracked by, by my cult story. But... We did. La- I'm gonna cut a lot of that. Yeah, that's fine. The last... I want to talk about one more thing and then we're, and then I'm good. Yes. Oh, you're do good. It. Okay. So Just the other it. thing, speaking of MJ getting threatened, um, I didn't realize, cause you've mentioned it before and I, I, now I was thinking about it when I saw it. New York is really missing from the Holland Spider-Mans. Yes. And yes. it was one of those things that you've mentioned and I kind of saw it, but I didn't really get it. And then I saw it in this one. The, um... Also, my roommate Sammy, who loves this series so much, she is a New Yorker, so she would, like, watch it all the time, and she was like, oh, I get, like, no, this is, like, I get that, this is my neighborhood kind of a thing. Um, So my favorite scenes were the, whenever they would cut to, like, random New Yorkers and be like, what do you think Mm -hmm. of Spider-Man? And, like, the guy who sang that terrible song in the subway about Spider-Man. And then, of course, the end scene when Spider-Man is, like, rocking a hard place, he's losing his grip on MJ and the subway car, or the rail car and new yorkers start throwing things at goblin a green goblin yes yes and that was yeah i was like oh tom holland is really removed from new york yeah in every single movie mm-hmm. literally the second one he's just I mean, yeeted he's not even he's in new not york. even in new york and i didn't realize how much of that was missing from the character until i saw this one I, I know that I've harped on it a lot in other episodes of being like, it is missing. But rewatching that scene, it is it is a culmination of a lot of things happening in that scene where you get the barge coming up mm-hmm. and yelling at Spider-Man, like, just hold on, we're coming up right underneath you. Mm-hmm. We've got the the people watching, cheering him on until it, like, until they they start taking in like and like or not take, taking in um, taking part of the fight mm-hmm. like there's just the way that it it's like multifaceted in the people on the bridge and the people on that barge like and the people on the, the in the, the cart the tra- the, yeah. in the cart like there's a lot of support coming from to him from that mm-hmm. moment that I love so much as part of these movies right and i i don't know how to not harp on it (laughs) because it is so lacking Mm -hmm. in in tom holland spider-man in this mcu's version of spider-man right yeah and i think it's it's a shame and i don't know how they would get back to it and i think you're right because in the trailer we talked about how like people turning on Peter is going to be a really harsh turn from the canon. And so now I am wondering mm-hmm. what, what they're going to do about this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It, it, it is. It is just so disappointing. Um, mm-hmm. And then the last scene that is worth mentioning is... You know, that moment, it's the the climax of the fight between Goblin and Peter. Mm -hmm. And Goblin is like, mask off, it's Norman, begging him, talking to him, like, you, you, I treat you like a son, even though we've had no evidence of that, other than him being like, you can get a job with me later. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and sneakily calling the glider back to him. Mm-hmm. And that moment of Goblin just tried to kill me. I jumped out of the way at the last second, mm-hmm. and then Goblin got stabbed by his own glider. Yeah, it's brutal. That was a pretty brutal death. It is so brutal. It is so iconic. Mm-hmm. It is such a good ending. Mm-hmm. And then to have that one moment of clarity back for him to ask Peter, don't tell Harry. Yeah. And that's the catalyst for Harry later because yeah. Peter brings brings Norman back to the apartment, to his house, to his home. Mm-hmm. Out of the the goblin costume for Harry to find him without the evidence of him being goblin. Right. And it is the catalyst of the heartbreaking (laughs) moment of, you know, Harry beginning to turn on his only friend Mm -hmm. without knowing it. Right. And regardless of how I feel about Harry, which is I hate him and I think he's a terrible friend, mm-hmm. I think for Peter, that's his best friend. Yeah. So it, it is horrifying to realize that, like, your best friend hates a part of you mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he doesn't know this thing that you know and you can't tell him because you promised his father you wouldn't tell him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to, like, preserve whatever was left of that relationship or whatever. Right. And so at the funeral, when Her- when uh, when Peter is trying to be like, I understand. Mm-hmm. And Harry's like, you don't understand. My father was murdered. And it's like, mm. <laughs> So was Ben. We're not getting into that. So was Ben. <laughs> I think he does understand that. Like, he's had two fathers die. Not just one. Two. Yeah. Um, so I think he maybe does understand. And then, like, you know, the announcement, like, I'm going to kill Spider-Man. Like, yeah. I'm going to get back at him. Right. And then we get, you know... Mary Jane being like, Peter, I love you. Yeah. Based off of that, not much, but okay. Like, sure, we'll give this to her. Yeah. Yes. Um, And then she kisses him, and then he's like, I wish that we could do this. Yeah. And this is the beginning of my least favorite trope. But we cannot be together because I don't want to put you in harm's way. (laughs) Even though, like, she was already in harm's way anyway. Yeah, it's too late, dude. And she didn't know that you were Spider-Man. Like, she was in harm's way because you're Spider-Man, but she didn't know. Regardless, <laughs> I don't like that trope. And, like, I, I think it's stupid. But yeah. uh, we can yeah. talk about the trope another day because we don't have a lot of time. Um, and then, like, she's like, oh, my God, he kisses, like, Spider-Man. Like, you could tell that. Yeah, she, she like, put it together. <laughs> and then the movie ends. Mm-hmm. His walk away. Some voiceover. Love some Tobey Maguire voiceover. I hate it, but it's okay. <laughs> he walked away. We don't have away. to talk about it. <laughs> We don't have to talk about it. I also, like, this movie is so clearly made in a post-9-11 America because there are American flags every every two seconds. Everywhere. <laughs> the, the movie literally ends with him, like, hanging off of, of a pole with a giant American flag. Like, yeah. It's, it's, I think it's the Empire State Building. I think he's at the top of the Empire State Building. It's, it, it's everywhere. It's literally everywhere. And, like, I can't fault... 2002 America for putting that many American flags in something. <laughs> in New York. It's set in New York. Right. Yeah. So, like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> but it was just a lot. It was just a lot. Mm-hmm. For my 2021 ass. <laughs> um, but, yeah. It, it, uh, anyway, this movie is perfect. I love it so much. <laughs> Very little flaws. 
I think it's super rewatchable. I think of the yes. like pre superhero becoming superhero movies becoming the canon, like what we know on today. I'd put Spider Man up there with like top top most rewatchable, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think it's 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 very good. Yeah. Very good. And with that, we'll be with you till the end of the line. You can follow me on Twitter at the Sabrina Pet. You can follow Lily at Lily underscore Rigo. And you can follow the podcast at EM Fangirls. You can check out our website, EarthsMightyFangirls.com, and email us at EMFangirls at gmail.com. You can also follow me on TikTok. And maybe I'll talk more about Spider Man there. <laughs> you just have to ask me. Anyway, um, did I say what my, fan, my, my thing was? At some fanboy? I don't yes. know. We'll I, find I, out. You'll I'm find out in post. I'll find out later. At some fangirl, anyway. I know that's probably the third time I said it. Um, you can uh, listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, all those lovely places. But just, like, leave us a review. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, because that would be, like, perfect. Thank you to Dexter Britton for letting us use their song Wonderland, and thanks to us for editing and producing. <laughs>